Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, welcome to Dilly Ding, Dilly Dong, the Leicester Mercury's Leicester City podcast. I'm Rob Tanner. Joining me at the King Power Stadium today is James the Sharp and Sharp. And we've just sat through Claude Puel's uh, press conference pre-West Ham United away on Friday night. Um, and we'll be bringing you all the details from that and previewing the game itself. But before we start, in the usual uh, custom manner, I've got to inform you of a free beer offer, beer52.com. If you go to beer52.com, you can sample eight beers from around the world, and all you have to do is pay for the posting and packing. And if you want to register for this free beer, all you've got to use is the tagline Leicester. So check out beer52.com. Now, James, yeah. uh, Claude Pogues, let's start with the team news. There isn't a, a lot of it, admittedly, but no. uh, if you can just run us through that. Yeah, so we are as we were beforehand. So the only absentees for the game at West Ham are Robert Hooth with an ankle injury and Matty James with his Achilles problem. Other than that, Leicester have got a, a clean bill of health. No the, uh, concerns over Ebora for the last game. He got through... Man City game okay, and it, it was all fine. So Puel has got a clean bill of health apart from the usual long-term absentees. And both of them are, well, they're sort of taking part in bits of training. They're training yeah. outside, training inside. They're on the grass, as they yeah, would say. Yeah, so it's like that's the, the final stages before they start joining in full training. And then I just imagine a couple of under-23 games, perhaps, and, uh, and we might see them in action around during that hectic Christmas period. Um, let's talk about West Ham United. He was um, it was put to him that uh, they're a, t- a club in crisis, and the fans are upset with the owners. They're upset with the ground move. They're upset with the appointment of David Moyes. They're upset with the players giving them stick. Uh, Mark Noble, the captain, has uh, issued a, a, an appeal for unity and for them to get behind him. On the face of it, it looks like they're ripe for a beating uh, on home turf, but. He's warned against complacency, hasn't he? Be careful, was yeah. the word that he said when Conor who it was asked the question and listed basically all the things you just listed there. And Pogan had a wry smile and said, well, be careful because when there's a new manager in town and there is this sense of um, kind of apathy about it all and there is a bit of a... Uh, the negative vibe is starting to build. It's a chance, actually, for the players, especially under a new manager, to, to, to prove themselves and to to fight their way into the side because the new manager will come with different plans and they want to be a part of it. So he said, be careful. But that aside, coming out of a game against Man City, who are far and away the best team that Leicester will play this season, going to West Ham and playing there where a team Leicester have beaten five times in their last six meetings in all competitions... It's a pretty. Um, it's, a, it's a game you'd, you'd rather be playing them than you would be playing Man City again. Well, it's a, yeah, it's complete and not a contrast. Yeah, it's to the opposite, isn't it? What they played against uh, the side they played against last weekend. I mean, a side where everything is ticking it into place. So all the it's like a happy camp, isn't it? It's euphoria around mm. Man City, whereas it's all dark clouds around the London stadium. Yeah, have to get an early goal on Friday night. It's going to be a strange atmosphere. It's going to be. I'm, I'm really intrigued to see because it's Moyes' first 
home game since being appointed and we all know what the reaction was to that he's trying to get Stuart Pearce in to sort of win some of the fans over because he was a popular figure as a player mm. there um, but we still don't know I mean Peel touched on this as well we don't know how they're going to line up it's a bit of yeah. we don't know what to expect in many respects we've only seen one game under Moyes and that was at Watford we don't know what the atmosphere is going to be like it's, it's going to be a he might end up playing Mark Albright at centre midfield well yeah <laughs> we, we, yes we have asked him that you never know you never know what they're going to do but no, it's interesting because when Puel was being touted as being the less manager there was a lot of kind of ummings and ahrings thinking it was uninspiring and people looking at the likes of Ancelotti and the likes of um, Pellegrini and thinking, oh, these are the managers we want. We don't want Puel. Puel will be bad. No. But then as soon as he was as soon as he was appointed, Leicester fans get behind the manager. And that, his first game in charge, he got a great reception from the Leicester fans, despite all the murmurings on social media and the like about, about the manager. I don't know whether it would be the same at West Ham. I don't think it will. I'd be same. surprised. I think there's going to still going to be a bit of a. There's just a bad feeling running through the club, from top to, to bottom, isn't there at the moment? And uh, it's whether City can feed off that or whether they suffer a backlash because of that. I mean, I mean, they've got to be prepared for for the worst, haven't they? In going there and, and finding a you know our West Ham side of gritting the teeth and digging in, and because they know that the stick is going to get even worse if they suffer a beating at the hands of City on their home turf. Yeah, I mean. Leicester did that to an extent, didn't they? When when Ranieri was sacked and all the Liverpool, yeah, you saw the reaction. Then you saw the reaction to to the to the new manager there. The characters in Leicester's dressing room are the kind of characters that do that. Granted, I don't watch West Ham every week, and I'm watching. Even though you're wearing a claret jumper as you <laughs> speak, James. Not yeah, in no way, shape, or form, in kind of. Sporting my colours of West Ham. No, I know you're ruthless. Watching from afar, those the types of characters in um, the West Ham dressing room don't strike me as the kind of characters that, similar to Leicester, the ones that will come out gritting their teeth and proving a point. I may be wrong, and they may well do that, but I have the opinion that if Leicester can get an early goal, things. It's not going to be good for, for West Ham, I don't think. I mean, West Ham, I've got some talented players. Like oh, yeah, Zini yeah. was outstanding against us last season. And Arnautovic, record signing from Stoke. Well, Javier Hernandez as well, yeah. a proven goal scorer. So they've got, they've got some players. And this is probably where the frustration's coming from at West Ham. But uh, City just had to focus on their game. That was a message from Pure, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. From, I can't imagine there'll be too many changes. He did sort of say that he's going to use some rotation uh, <laughs> during the uh, hectic festive schedule but at the moment he says he doesn't need to do that so I can't imagine that it might be one or two little tactical tweaks whether Michael Brighton continues in the middle or whether he tries something different whether we'll we need to do that because mm. that was clearly a um, one of a kind plan to try and deal with that two prong of mm. Silver and, and De Bruyne um, whether he feels he has to do that against a side who are not quite as influential in West Ham we don't know we'll have to wait and see he has, he's tinkered a bit, hasn't he, so far? He, Chilwell on left midfield, all right to central midfield. Um, is in the hole, yeah, and that one. A couple of formation changes. So, Leicester, how Leicester will line up isn't, isn't, nailed, isn't nailed on. Um, I know Leicester have got that awful run of so many games and so little time, and he did suggest that a lot of the squad players that maybe haven't been featuring so far will get a chance because they'll have to keep rotating. But at the minute... They've still got a bit of time after the game to recover, so I think it will be in terms of personnel, the main core personnel. It will be, I think, will be similar. It's just how 
how he lays them out on the chessboard, I suppose. And this is a Friday night game, so it gives him an extra day to recover yeah. before Spurs on Tuesday as well. So uh, I think we'll see, start seeing the uh, chopping and the changing, the uh, mixing it up a bit, uh, a bit further into the December uh, fixture uh, catalogue. Um, obviously, we're expecting some players to get some pitch time during that period. Yeah. Uh, but three players that we haven't seen a lot of. Uh, Leo Ujoa mm. Ahmed Musa Johan Ben let's, uh, and, and let's be fair all three of them there's only only Ujoa's made two appearances uh, Musa's made one Ben Lawan none this season and all of those were in the League Cup uh, he was asked whether they have a future what did he say? Um, he didn't really say he didn't say no but he didn't say yes either and it's all I mean he said he, I don't know yeah <laughs> I mean well, none of he, us know he, none of us know I mean if anyone knows it will be well maybe maybe he can be honest and say I haven't seen enough of them in training for me to be able to give a decision on that now and he did say because of the amount of time, amount of games they've got in sh- such small periods these kind of players will probably get a bit of game time in this period to see well to, to, to help with the fixed congestion and also to see what their futures lie I don't think they have really got that much of a lot would have to change between now and January for them to become key members of the squad um, I mean you look at them and two of those uh, two of those are club record signings or were club record signings at the time of purchase in Yezhoa and and Musa but and you look at Ben Luan who was signed at the same basically on the same day as Ungolo Kante for the same price at five and a half million and Bit you look at contrast. how far those two <laughs> careers have gone um, yeah so that's what that's over what 30 million quid's worth of money who you'd imagine don't have much future well we were just saying in the uh, press room about discussing Ben one about it was the West Ham away fixture where he finally made his Premier League debut for, for City last season and he played very well that he did, day. Yeah. He, he played very well and then he had a run of games where he looked okay and then he had a couple of uh, iffy games and he was at, back out and then he sort of let himself down in pre-season didn't he under Shakespeare yeah I mean it was interesting actually because I know he's got quickly got a cult following behind him um, for a couple of decent performances because he is very kind of elaborate in his movements there's lots of lots of blocks and diving in and things but then that would eventually tr- transgress into rashness, and he would. I remember the last couple of games of the season where he was the only fit centre back. He was the only recognised centre back on the pitch. Yet Shakespeare still felt the need to sub him off. So if you're in a position where your manager thinks that his team is going to be better off with no recognised centre backs on the field than having you on the field. It's never a good sign. Well, Christian Fuchs, a left-back, was ahead of him as a centre-back. Exactly. And then also in pre-season, as we say, against Burton, he flew in um, to Stephen Warnock about knee-high and was about to get sent off from the referee before Shakespeare just said, well, I'll take him off. And then he hammered him in his post-match press conference. Mm-hmm. And we've hardly seen him since. I think the most we've seen of him is him wearing some really rogue outfits <laughs> on social media. That's about it. I mean, we did think that, and obviously it's always the case when a new manager comes in, especially if he's a fellow Frenchman or one of your own nationals, that there might be an opportunity. Yeah, there is that. Uh, so we'll, we'll see whether you know that, that Puel will give him a chance over the uh, coming weeks before that transfer window opens which we obviously the first piece of business will be getting Adrian Silva registered <laughs> yeah. but then we'll see what happens after that um, he was also asked about um, Harvey Barnes yeah. now Peel said in the past that he's 
looking at all his uh, squad, assessing all his squad, including the players out on loan. Papi Mendy knows very well uh, from his time at Nice. Harvey Barnes, I can't imagine he wouldn't know much about. No. But obviously, he's, uh, he's, he's having a great time at Barnsley and really making a big impact in the Championship. Um, and he was asked whether he's going to be coming back to the club. And he said, he, he said time will tell. Yeah. And he wasn't as emphatic about yes, Harvey Barnes is going to be playing. I was expecting him to be emphatic about it. I was hoping, well, one, I was hoping to hear that, and also I was expecting to hear that, because he's just banging him off the lampshades for um, for Barnsley. He's what scored five goals and four assists. Four of those goals have been in quite quick succession. Barnes is October Player of the Month. Whatever level he seems to play at, he seems to be, he seems to be above it, whether that be in League One for MK Dons last season in the under twenty, he was young player of the year at MK exactly he? yeah uh, so there and then you've got here at Barnes in the championship he's already shown that he's capable of not just not just coping but excelling he's done that with Leicester under 23s when he came back from MK Dons and he basically and the Toulon tournament he was outstanding and in, exactly the joint leading goal scorer there for England under 20s he's also been he's been doing that again recently for the international scene wherever he plays he seems to shine at whatever level he's at, and it would be Leicester. Um, Leicester fans would be really upset. I think Paul's playing the yeah, cool there, but I, I think I think he must be excited for the future as a player. Well, we, like, the fans are, we all are. If he keeps developing the way he's developing at the moment, and the next step for him after this season has got to be stepping up to the Premier League. Yeah. Whether he goes online to another Premier League club, you know that's becoming increasingly rare, isn't it? Um, but you know he needs to start testing himself at higher levels because if he's treading water at championship level we won't see him develop we saw that with Tom Lawrence so we want to yeah, see how the kicking on of course so. you do I mean you've got like, like we just said we've, he's been through under, like, under 23 so club junior level or development level then men's league one style, uh, league one standard excelled in that um, championship men's standard excelling in that the next step there is it's Premier League football, whether mm. wherever he gets that. And I think a few Leicester fans were disappointed with Tom Lawrence and the fact that he never really got a chance and was sold. They'd be they'd be furious if that happened with Harvey. Well, Barnes. I think Harvey Barnes has got the potential to be a bit, much better player than yeah, or yeah. have more. Of an um, yeah, I think, I think you're right. I think I think Paul's just just playing it coy because mm. from every, everyone you speak to, wherever you see him playing. Leicester have got a real, a real quality line. And he's a versatile player as well. He's playing on the left wing for both. Anywhere in the front line, can't he? Left, right, down the middle. Yeah, he's off a, a striker. Yeah, he's a he is a hugely exciting player and one that you would hope and you kind of expect will be at Leicester for for a long time to come. Uh, so, are you expecting any changes at West Ham? Oh, good question. Um, yeah, I don't think Mark Albright will play in centre midfield. Um, they don't have players of the quality of an influence of De Bruyne and Silva that need some kind of special plan to help deal with them. I think he'll go back to um, the tried and tested. Of the, the only thing that I think we might change is what is interesting is where he feels Mahrez will play. Yeah. Whether he thinks that West Ham aren't quite as... Um, the, 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 he doesn't need someone like Okazaki or Albright in the middle there to keep it, to keep the energy there. Whether he feels that they can they can go at West Ham more than they can go at Man City and have Mahrez in that central role. Um, 
or he wants to play him wide and play Okazaki or someone else in behind. I think that's going to be where the change happens, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, just, I personally think he's going to play Shinji Okazaki off Vardy, Mares, and Gray up front. That, that's why I think. That I mean, I think the, the, the rest of the side picks itself pretty much at the moment with Casper Spikel in goal. The back four is not going to change. Uh, Vicencio Bora and Didi, he's not quite. They're growing. They're, he hasn't they're anything better than those no, two. Until, until Silver arrives, yeah. they're the best two in partnership. And also, they're starting to develop. A good understanding, a good relationship. Indeed, he thrives with Ibora there. Ibora can organise the both of them and, and free Indeed up a little bit, and they're starting to know what each other does in certain situations more. So they don't need to change that. I think it's just where he that front four. It's just who he who he thinks is best there and in what position. But that's about it. Well, um, head over to the Mercury website and our Facebook page for lots of stories coming out of this press conference and previewing the game to West Ham. There's much more that we uh, haven't discussed in this podcast because it was in the embargo section. And there's certainly a little line about Mahrez's future that you'll uh, be able to read about um, at 10.30 online tomorrow on the Mercury website. Uh, so until that time, thank you for joining us. Don't forget beer52.com and we'll speak to you soon. <laughs>